0: Julie Franco started to follow her purpose and journey at the young age of 17. At that age, she asked her parents to sign and give her approval to join the United States Marine Corps. Throughout her Marine Corps career, she pushed past the obstacles and rose to the rank of gunnery sergeant. After her military career came to an end, she continued to seek a purpose, and with her brother, she founded and started franco Hauling LLC, a construction dump truck service provider in the Chicagoland area. Coming up next on Veteran on the Move.
1: Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe,
0: or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. Service isn't just what Navy Federal Credit Union does. It's who they are. That's why Navy Federal created tools to help you earn and save more. Learn more at navyfederal.org slash join. All right, today we're talking with Marine veteran Julie Franco with franco Hauling LLC. Julie Gunny, welcome to the show. Looking forward to hearing your Thank entrepreneurial you so much, story. Uh, before we get to talk about business and entrepreneurship, though, I always like to start off and uh, take us back and tell us what you did in the Marine Corps.
1: Yes, sir. Good morning. Um, the first thing I did was when I was 17 years old, I begged my dad to let me enlist in the Marine Corps. So once I got his signature and I graduated early from high school, I was off to boot camp 3 days after my 18th birthday. Motive. Um from there <laughs> I was what? determined sir. So I really yeah. wanted that title. Okay. No so from there I um went to North Carolina was my first duty station and the first thing I remember when I checked in was uh the officer in charge asking me, are you married? Actually it doesn't matter, are you pregnant? I'm like, excuse me, sir. He was like, okay, no, roger that. So get ready, you're leaving in 28 days, you're going overseas. So I went to Kyrgyzstan. Um, I was there for about seven seven months, came back to North Carolina, um, did four years active duty. I wanted to be a civilian again. Were
0: you some kind of air traffic control <laughs> or something like that?
1: No, sir, I did aviation supply to okay. start off my um, career.
0: Okay, just a guess.
1: And then um, I went and I became a civilian came back to my hometown, Benton, Illinois, recruiter called me again and missed it. So I went back as a reservist and I became a future operation um, planner. So I went back to uh, a planning here at uh, great lakes, Illinois. Yep. And then from there, it just kept going and going and changed my MOS here and there. I did future operations for Okinawa, Japan. Um, it was probably one of my favorite operations and came back to Illinois and then I decided to move to Fort Worth, Texas. Um, that was my last duty station and I ended up serving about a little over 16 and a half years.
0: Yeah. And so So I
1: did a lot of everything, sir.
0: Yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah. Especially, uh, that being in the reserves during the last 20 years has been a very busy active type thing before, you know, before being in the reserves was fairly quiet most of the time, depending on what's going on. But, um, what was your transition like? I mean, you're in the reserve, so it's a little bit different, but it sound like you might have been coming on active duty orders and dropping off orders from time to time.
1: Yes, yeah, sir. Any opportunity that I had to go on orders, I was the first one to volunteer with my hand. I wanted to go anywhere and everywhere. The Marine Corps was going to take me, so why not take that experience? Um, and the last place that I was in was in Fort Worth, Texas. That combat fitness test <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was such a tiny Marine. So I always had the problem in not finding the right size for me to be able to do the combat fitness task. <laughs>
2: right.
1: um, so I ended up carrying a gentleman, a Marine that was a lot bigger than me. Um, I had an accident, yeah. tore my ligaments in my tendon, snapped the foot. And after two surgeries, they were talking about amputating my foot. So I was like, I think oh, I'm going to go. Really? Oh, yes, sir. It was, um, being a Marine was everything to me. It was everything that I wanted to do. Every the only thing that I knew that I wanted to do in my life besides being an entrepreneur. Um, so it was extremely difficult for me to accept that my career was over just like that.
0: Yeah. 16, 16 and a half years. And you hurt yourself during the CFT. Yes, sir. Wow.
1: And yeah, (laughs) my first surgery was, um, was a failure, I would say, because let me just paint it for everybody in five one, a hundred and ten pounds on a good day, and the hardware that they put my foot to try to put it back together was too big for my ankle, so every time I would wear my military boot, my incision would open, and it was extremely painful and killed a bunch of nerves. so well, wow, it, it was hard, sir. I will say it was wow. a about five and a half years to actually be okay, I would say.
0: No kidding. And at one point they're actually talking about amputating it?
1: Yes, my nerve. They couldn't um, figure out what was wrong with my ankle, why the pain wouldn't go away. Um, And, you know, being a gunny, you push really hard because you want to be nothing but the best because you have Marines there following after you. Um, So I was training myself to run a PFT. And no matter what I did after, I think it was after about three years, almost three years that I had the surgery. Um, no matter what I did, I couldn't get past the two mile mark and it just didn't make sense since I always was a first class PFT -er. I love running. Um, so I ended up having to find a new doctor started completely over, um, paid out of pocket to make sure I had one of the best doctors out there. And, um, we started over with the MRI to find out that, he said you need to stop running right now because your foot is literally hanging by a thread in the sense that i had an extreme big stress fracture at the top of my arch and at the bottom my heel was cracked in half so wow that's why i couldn't get past um the 2 miles so
0: holy cow It's sorry to yeah. hear that i mean t- a tough end to tough end to a a good career in the marine corps what so it was horrible. Yeah. How did you get past this, uh, you know, and talk us through a little bit of that. And then and where'd the entrepreneurial thing come from?
1: I feel, I know for a fact that um, finding out that I was going to fall off contract and I wasn't going to be able to have a new contract. I was extremely, extremely upset to say the least. PTSD came in. It's really hard to feel that you've given it all and then something went wrong. But even still, I fought back in the sense of, I'm like, I'm a gunnery sergeant. I got to take care of my junior Marines. I got to make sure it's good for me because if it's not good for me, who's speaking up for my junior Marines. So the Marine Corps finally agreed and I reenlisted again. Um, but at that time I was so angry, so angry. And all I needed was to do is to get away, to cope with what I was going through. So I ended up moving to three and a half acres in Texas (laughs) just to stay and focus and regroup mentally. Um, because it was, I was pretty low, literally since I couldn't get up. (laughs) I was in a wheelchair for a little bit, but I just, they had to been more. I knew there was something more. Life couldn't be over because, you know, as Marines, we have that sense of purpose when you wear that uniform and you go out there every day and you give it your all and you know what you're doing in life. Right. So to have that completely ripped away and my identity taken away, it was just difficult. But um, but that's how Franco-Holland came about.
0: <laughs> yeah. So how, how did the idea start? Well, actually, hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to, we're going to discuss how it all started. So yes, we'll sir. be right back. As a member-owned not-for-profit, Navy Federal puts members at the heart of every single thing that they do. Low fees and great rates, resources to help you crush your financial goals, 24-7 access to stateside member service representatives with award-winning customer service. Members can enjoy earnings and savings of $473 per year by banking with us, an average credit card APR that's 6% lower than the industry average, a market-leading regular savings rate, nearly two times the industry average. Learn more at NavyFederal.org offers. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA. Navy Federal reserves the right to change or discontinue promotions and rates at any time without notice. Dollar value represents the results of the 2022 Navy Federal member give-back study. Credit card value claim based on 2022 internal average APR assigned to members. Compared to advertised industry APR average published on CreditCards.com. Value based on 2022 internal regular savings rate average compared to the 2022 industry regular savings rate average published on the FDIC.gov. Experts say that China is hoarding a massive amount of food. They will soon have over two-thirds of the globe's corn reserves, over half of its rice, and over half of its wheat. But when asked about it, China lies. One China expert says they, of course, will never admit to something like that. Well, what does China know that we don't? When it comes to the global food shortages, China is the canary in the coal mine. You see, China is the world's number one food importer. They rely on the rest of the world to keep their people fed. So they can't afford to mess up or there will be riots, civil panic, or even worse, when over a billion people can't eat. What does that mean for Americans like you and me? Two words, food shortages. That's why it's a smart idea to stock up on the kit of the best-selling Four Patriot Survival Food. Create your own stockpile of the best-selling 4Patriots Survival Food Kits. Hand-packed in the USA, these kits are compact and stack easily. They have different delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners. And their five-star reviews on the website rave about the flavor and taste. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase of 4Patriots Survival Food by typing in the code VETERAN at checkout. Just go to 4Patriots.com and use code VETERAN to get 10% off your first purchase of 4Patriots Survival Food. That's 4Patriots.com Use code veteran. (laughs) All right, back talking with Marine veteran Julie Franco with Franco Holland LLC. So, Julie, you're done with the Marine Corps at this point. It's been tough dealing with some PTSD and just a real, you know, frankly, really tough way to end a great time in the Marine Corps. But somehow this entrepreneurial thing comes along. Tell us about that. Yes, sir.
1: Um, so when I was 17, I knew I had three goals in my life. One was definitely to be a Marine. Second one was to own a home. And the third was to become an entrepreneur. I already checked both of those off and, but when I came back, you know, that was the beauty about the Marine Corps. They paid for my college. So I went to DeVar university and I obtained my degree to become an entrepreneur. I did it. It was great. Actually when I graduated early from high school, I missed my graduation to walk across the stage with my whole class in two thousand two, because I had got injured the first time. <laughs> uh, uh, so I was yeah. eighty eight pounds when I went to boot camp. I got injured in boot camp, so I missed my high school graduation. So after that, all I wanted was a cap and gown. I never had a cap and gown, so I went back to Dubai University. Um, I graduated there, and I was excited. I was happy. But when I was taking the course, I found out that to become an entrepreneur, you were going to work 60 to 70 hours a week
2: yep.
1: and I was tired. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually ended up working for the government. I worked for the VA for a little bit and then I transitioned into the federal aviation administration and mm-hmm. I had the best career. I loved it. Yeah. Everything I wanted plus more. Yes, sir. It was the That's best. Awesome. I felt like that was my reward. Yeah. However, we always want more. And I was missing something. Right. I felt like, like I have this degree. What am I going to do with this? The right thing would come. I would tell myself. And then my brother and I were on the phone in June. he's like, Hey, we've always talked about working together. If we want to do it, it's the time. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, it's time. And during this time, my mom actually was going through chemo cause she had breast cancer. So I was traveling back and forth from Texas to Chicago already. And I'm like, if I can do that for my mom, I could do that for the rest of my family. So I established franco Holland LLC with my brother. We just, he has been in the industry for over 22 years.
2: Right.
1: I love logistics. I love challenges. I love the fact that every day is something different, something new. So I felt like this was definitely going to align. Yeah. And I, now we've been in business for about three and a half years. Um, every day is better and better. There's definitely challenges. It's not for the week.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. no kidding. <laughs> so was he in the hauling industry or like construction industry and you saw the need there?
1: Yes, sir. Construction is always going to happen. You're always going to have to rebuild no matter what. Definitely there was a shortage with dump trucks and drivers and my brother already knew that because he was in the industry. Um, and most importantly, it was about Hector and me going into business together. He was excited to see what his little sister can do is what he says. <laughs> and now I was excited to challenge myself. I don't know what it is about us, sir, that we like a challenge.
0: <laughs> yeah, Why not?
1: So, I, it just, there was definitely a need. And I wanted to do something that was going to help others as well. My biggest thing is if a small town girl can do it, I think we can all do it. You just got to have that drive and the passion. So.
0: Absolutely. That's what Well, I've always said the closest thing to the military mindset is the mindset of an entrepreneur. That's why a lot of veterans gravitate towards entrepreneurship. I believe, you know, the, the uncertainty, the unknown, the hard work, the risk, the reward. It's all there. Um, and, uh, you know, yes. being, being around other entrepreneurs is invigorating and, and motivating. You know, they're usually really positive, forward-thinking people. So it's, it's very similar uh, to that military mindset, which is what I love about it. So talk a little yeah, bit about, um, so. yeah, so with Franco Hauling, give us some details on the business. So are, are, what are you guys doing, driving dump, dump trucks? What, what, what are some of the details on, and, you know, how you got started, money financing, first truck, that kind of stuff?
1: So my brother had his own dump truck um but that was fine that wasn't going to be enough to you know get out there and be competitive so when we started the company my credit score was 805 so
2: bravo that <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow <laughs> which was great so one thing I would say is if anybody wants to start a um a business that credit score is so important. Yeah. But nobody educated me exactly on how to utilize it. So because I did have a great credit score, I was able to finance and purchase three more builds for the company um, and the dumps, the dump trucks, the trailers to go with it. And then, yeah, I just got to work. One of the first things that I did was register my company as a certified company. So Franco Hauling is based out of Chicago, Illinois. And we are a service disabled veteran, woman, minority, disadvantaged business, enterprise certified company. So.
0: So you got like all the X's in the box. go down that list again.
1: Service disabled, Yeah. a veteran
0: yeah. woman,
1: yeah. minority disadvantaged business, enterprise person with disability.
0: That's like five or five or six of them. That's, that's crazy. So, yes, sir. Talk a little bit about that. Like, we did you have you been able to get some contracts be, because of those certifications?
1: Yes, sir. Okay. I am very very grateful that due to those certifications, um, we have been working with quite a few big construction companies here that will hire us um, and they'll subcontract work to us. We have been uh, very fortunate with the Illinois Tollway. Um, We work with K-5 uh, Construction Corporation, and we have obtained about four, I believe, four um, contracts because we're a service-disabled veteran company. We've been, my brother's been in the industry for over 22 years, so he knows exactly how to train. And that's one thing. I'm like, hey, Hector, I'm glad that you know how to do it, but I need you to train the rest of the team. (laughs) You know, we have to pass it down. You know, what happens if one of us is out? Everybody needs to be able to help. Yeah. So, no, I do not have a CDL, <laughs> but because I spend a lot of my time, you know, doing the administration paperwork and all that stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, because of that, we have so many different companies that we've been working with, with Ozinga, K5, KS Energy. And those are the ones I could think, Abby Paving, um, that I could think of right now because of the certifications. Um,
0: okay.
1: It's just been such a great partnership to be able to help each other out. Yeah,
0: so about the certifications, there's a lot of people have developed entire businesses around helping people get these certifications.
1: Yes, sir.
0: Did you go through a certification process with like a company that, that you paid and they helped you? Or you can go direct to the VA and do it from what I understand. Tell us about that.
1: So the first time that I went through it, I hired a company. i c I'm trying to think of their name. I can't think of their name right now. Um, but I ha- I had them help me with my SAM.gov registration to walk me through that. Once I felt confident enough to be able to, you know, get I got one of my first certifications, a service disabled veteran owned company. Um certification was the first one that I'd obtained. From there, I'm like, wait a minute, if I can do it, I can do it again. So then from there, I just Educated myself on what I needed to do to be certified. And from there, I went to the state of Illinois. I went to Kirk County. I went to um, the CTA, the Chicago uh, Transit Authority here. And I've just been able to knock them all out. I mean, once you become organized and you become familiar with the paperwork, it just comes repetitive. It is extremely stressful. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Um, But as long as you know, you're persistent, you have all your documentation in order, you'll be good to go. Um, And since it's been a way for me to have a seat at the table, I have been mentoring and training others as well so that they could have the certifications as well, because it's, it does help your business for sure to grow faster.
0: Oh yeah. A lot of people like sometimes um, people think of these certifications as a, well, I'm not trying to get a government contract, so it's I don't really care about those certifications at the moment. But there are companies that do work for the government themselves, and then that company may may hire you, and they get credit for hiring, you know, subbing out stuff themselves. So you may not be yes. directly working for a government contractor or the government itself, but you might get a job with a certain company who does all that stuff too. So it can go several layers removed from that and, and having those certifications can still, uh, you know, like you said, get you a seat at the table, uh, get you. Yes, yeah. So it's, I mean, it, are...
1: it really is beneficial for both. Um, a lot of people I know shy away from it because like I said, it is a very, it can become very stressful. Um, and the amount of paperwork is so overwhelming. Um, I remember I came home one day and I like, dropped a stack of paper and my brother's like what is this i'm like this is what it takes for one certification (laughs) and you know i'm like but like i said once you do it a few times or whatever you understand what they're looking for so you'll have your documentation ready it's just paperwork like make sure your paperwork and you know the marine Corps trained us to be able to pass inspections (laughs) to have everything get to go your binders your turnovers your documentation everything's here to go and and that's what it felt like to me, sir. Honestly, it's like you were saying earlier. It's like the yeah. Marine trains you a certain way, and then you just bring it into, you know, your right. civilian life. You a lot have those the skills forever. So. A lot of
0: these, like getting certified with the VA for being veteran-owned and disabled, might be one thing, but you might have to get certified with the state. Or yes. I, mean, I do multiple certification with multiple agencies. It's not just a blanket. This is me, yes. and you get away with that. So every time you turn around, you got to certify you might be service disabled veteran owned with the VA, but now you got to be service disabled veteran owned and registered with the state or the Correct. county or the city. They all, they all want their own, you know, take on it, I guess. So you could probably yes, uh, end up doing these certifications many times over. So, um, multiple I currently have
1: 16 certifications for Franco Holland. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Tough. Um, so talk to us, what kind of numbers can you share? Like how many, how many trucks you guys got? Um, you know, what, what, what kind of numbers can you share with us to put things in perspective with where you guys are at? Cause you've been at it for like about three, three and a half years now.
1: Yes, sir. Um, like I said, we started with one truck, um, and we're up to five of our own trucks. Um, we do have other companies that, um, dump truck companies that do support us in the sense of Um, we're able to broker them out. Um, So if I have five dump trucks and I have another five brokers that work with me, that elevates my numbers to 10 um, so that I can work more, um, obtain more work. Um, Because, you know, of course, a general contractor is only going to give me as much work as I can sustain. And I will only take, that's one thing I will say is Do not get over your head. The numbers will be huge. There was a company that invited us to the table and they were getting ready to offer us a project that was over a million dollars. I will be the first one to tell you. I said, no, (laughs) I know it's insane. I know. Right. But
0: not because of the money, but because you didn't have the assets to pull it off. Right. Right.
1: Yes, sir. Um, and that's the thing that people don't understand. Like you get so excited and wrapped around the money, but then what are you gonna do when you can't fulfill that contract? Right. Yeah. So no, really I'm very protective right. on making sure that I don't fail. Like Marines, we don't like to fail.
2: Right.
1: <laughs> so I'm not gonna take something that will set me up and my company and my team up for failure. I'm very, very selective to make sure that, you know, we could sustain the contracts that we're yeah. awarded.
0: But I mean, what a great problem to have. People are wanting to hire us to do way more work than we can even pull off.
1: Yes. Yes. I just, I'm really fortunate and stuff, but um, I guess maybe, sir, because the fact that I felt like my Marine Corps career was taken away so quickly and overnight that I don't want the same thing to happen to Franco Hauling.
0: Yeah. Like
1: maybe that's what it is. Don't
0: overextend safe and secure. Well, I mean, yes, when you're when you're in control of the reins and you're twiddling the strings, you know, it's you, you think really long and hard about what thing what kind of things you want to commit to and in risk. Risk is a big is a big deal. Yeah. Uh risk Yeah, so I know
1: um you know, it's Chicago, the winter's coming. Things are going to slow down, but I'm pretty sure 2024 we're going to per- um, buy more assets, more equipment. Um I'm looking to diversify now that I've have three three and a half years in experience and I see and I've learned and I understood a little bit more of what the industry is requiring. I'm so excited to, you know, be able to diversify and, you know, start expanding our services in another direction as well. So.
0: Yeah. So what is it like being an entrepreneur? You've, you have arrived, you know, you've been running uh, with your brother, this business for three and a half years. You guys have made it. You're, you're successful. How does it feel?
1: I think that you're the first person to say that to me. Really? Yes, sir. Like, I mean, a lot of people have been so warm it's and stuff, but to put, it,
2: <laughs> to put
1: it the way you just did. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm still learning to take that compliment. It still doesn't feel like I'm there yet, but I mean, I am you. You don't I feel like you're an imposter,
0: of- are you? You don't have imposter syndrome. Okay, you're beyond that, yeah.
1: No, no, (laughs) like that's not the thing. It's just, I guess it's a little embarrassing still (laughs) 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 to try
2: to like,
1: you know, but it's it's been such a journey. How does it feel? It feels amazing. It was scary to call my boss in the FAA and let him know that I was no longer going to be working for them. That was really, really
0: hard. That's a big step. You skipped right past that, so you walked away from the good government secure job to do this. I did, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. It was.
1: Huh. <laughs> yeah, it was really really scary to do that. Um, because i you rip off that security
0: blanket, right? Oh, yeah.
1: I think that was hard. But then when I hung up the phone, I was like,
0: I did it. Yeah. Now, and I'm like. You were already, you and your brother were already making money at that point. Like you, you didn't just quit because of the idea. Like you, 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 you were balancing both for a while. Is that how it worked? Yes. Okay.
1: It was extremely, extremely overwhelming. Yeah. And the reason I actually gave my two week notice was because going to networking events, meeting a bunch of wonderful people that they see my business card, they're like, oh my God, you're the unicorn of the industry. The Illinois Hispanic Chamber of Commerce here have been such a supporter for Franco-Holling. And one day they called and said, Hey, Julie, um, the United States department of transportation is looking for somebody, a a veteran owned person that will go to Washington DC and give a speech to represent small businesses. Will you do it? And I was like, okay. Wow. Yes, sir, I'll do it. That's awesome. And after that, I called my boss and I said I couldn't do it anymore because I was going to go to Washington, D.C. to represent a service-disabled woman minority business enterprise, not as a federal employee.
0: Wow. So That's awesome. Well, we're getting close to the end of our time, Julie. So somebody wants to find out more about Franco Hauling. How do we find you?
1: Um, we have a webpage. It's FrancoHaulingLLC.com. Um, I'm very active on LinkedIn. Um, Julie, which is spelled (laughs) J-U-L-Y.
0: Not July, Julie. (laughs) (laughs) Not July.
1: (laughs) Julie Franco. I'm very active on LinkedIn. I love to reply as quickly as I can. And yeah, I mean, I'm either in Chicago in a bunch of the networking events, um, meeting people and learning, or I'm in Texas with my
0: children. Awesome. Well, Yes, sir. So Julie, if you're, uh, I'll give you the last word. If you're talking to somebody in the military on their way out, or maybe they just transitioned out and they didn't like where they landed, really want to run their own business, get in this entrepreneurship thing. Maybe they don't have a vehicle to the fight yet for an idea. What kind of advice comes to mind?
1: Write everything you want, everything you little heart desires, write it down. Okay. Make that gold book. Cause that's what happened to me. I started being serious on what I wanted and I wrote the top 10 things I wanted in life and entrepreneurship was the top and it's going to come to you. Just the way we signed up for the rings, and it came to us because we earned it. You're going to work towards it and you're never going to know when you're going to actually be able to fulfill that. And yes, it is worth it. Yes. I love it. I love being able to be in charge of and creating something for my own and my family.
0: That's what it means to me. That's awesome. All right, Julie. Well, thanks for sharing your, you know, you and your brother, uh, your brother's Hector. Yes, sir. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So thanks for sharing you and your brother Hector's uh, entrepreneurial success story and uh, uh, out there making us and all the other veterans out there proud. And we look forward to seeing your future success.
1: Thank you so much. That means a lot to me, sir. I appreciate it.
0: You bet. All right. These two Marines are Oscar Mike.